In times of crises and uncertainty, what makes the human race great is people coming together. And that's what's happening right now because of COVID-19. People are getting creative and finding unique ways to help and make a difference. I had to share a couple of those stories with you today. Hello everyone, and thanks for tuning in to this very special edition of Live Your Best Life with Liz Bruner. I am so pleased today to introduce to you Haley, Hannah, and Andy Rosenblatt, who are helping so many people live their best life with their project, Masks for Massachusetts. Hey guys, thanks so much for being here today. Hey Liz, thanks for having us. You know, in recent weeks, we have learned that one of the greatest needs is masks. And yes, the special protective masks are needed for our healthcare workers on the front lines, but the regular masks are needed for everyone else so that those special masks can go to the healthcare workers. Haley, how did you first come up with this idea to make masks? So our dad came home a week ago on Wednesday. He is a physician at a local hospital and he was worried about the fact that they were starting to run out of their masks and he sort of just asked us to do something. And about 10 minutes later on the news, we saw an initiative in Georgia in which they were doing something. So that's sort of where we got the idea and sort of ran with it. Wow. And Hannah, how then did you guys get the word out with this idea and what kind of a response have you had? Yeah, we each put it out on a different social media platform, reached out to some people we know and we each posted it and within three hours, uh, Haley had 700 emails in her personal email account. We said, all right, let's call it a night and let's kind of revisit this in the morning. And of course, we woke up to hundreds more emails in the morning and we made a Google form and within 12 hours of that up, we had 3,000 responses. So it's been really overwhelming, but but really cool to see the response of so many people willing to help. Oh my gosh, that's absolutely amazing. Andy, I know you need, obviously, fabric, and you need elastic, and of course you need seamstresses. How are you guys getting all of those materials to the right people so that they can make these masks? Right, so that's kind of where we come in. We have so many people that want to volunteer. Like you said, 3,000 people volunteered in, what was it, 24 hours, right? On that same note, we had a bunch of uh, fabric companies. We had Joanne Fabrics, for one, who uh, offered to provide us with a lot of fabrics. Uh, We had Calvin Klein offering, uh, Levi's, just to name a couple. I think what we noticed was that there was both a demand for volunteers and there was also a supply of all these materials. And the only thing that was needed was for us to step in and sort of be the middleman and organize all this. Wow. Now, am I hearing correctly, Andy, that you're actually cutting some of the fabric and making a mask yourself besides the stitching? Yeah, yeah. This, this, I wouldn't trust myself to do any of the stitching, <laughs> but uh, I can use scissors pretty well. So, Excellent, excellent. Hannah, I know that you guys also had a GoFundMe page. How much money did you raise? And do you have a sense yet of how many masks you think you've made and where those masks are going at this point in time? Yeah, so the GoFundMe has been up for three, four days. And I checked it earlier today and we're up to over $11,000, which is crazy to me. We've sent out kits to make masks to about two towns. That's kind of all the material we had at the moment. We're supposed to get some either today or tomorrow, but we're predicting that maybe about a thousand masks can be made with that material that's been given out. And that's kind of just a start is what we think. And Haley, where are you going to send these masks once they're made? We have a few different hospitals accepting the masks right now. We have a few others that we're working with. So one of the hospitals that we're working with that we can get the name out of is Emerson Hospital in Concord, Massachusetts. Um, They're really excited to get those masks. Haley, what else do you guys need and, and how can people help? What do you need right now? I think a big thing is patience. People are really excited to help out and we get that. 
but I think at the moment there's three of us organizing 3,000 people and we originally went in wanting three so as to help us out and we didn't anticipate the response. We're happy to take on the responsibility. It's unbelievable. Now, I don't imagine when your dad came home and said, you know, we need help out there. And here you are doing this, and you probably didn't anticipate that while you had to be home from school or home from work, that this would be your project. What has it meant to each of you to be able to participate in this? The first thing that came to mind is it gave me something to get my mind off of leaving school two months before graduation. But I think that one of my best friends is a nurse at a Boston hospital, and she's working with coronavirus patients. She sent me a text and a Snapchat saying, we don't have any personal protective gear, like please help. And it was kind of, kind of just alarming to someone you know that is just begging people to help and to kind of hear the response and see the response now. There are so many people that are willing to help. So I think it's just been really overwhelming and really humbling to like be able to put that together for people. It's awesome. Yeah, what about you, Haley? I would also echo that. I think in terms of for us, our, both of our parents are physicians at a local hospital and they have been organizing the COVID response there. We all sort of have watched that over the past few days. And we knew that obviously three people just sitting at home, we knew we could do something and we didn't really know what. So it was a great opportunity for us and I'm really humbled by it. Andy, what about you? What's this meant to you to be able to, to help in this way? Yeah, well, I think my sister sort of got into it a little quicker than I did. So by the time I had sort of jumped in, they had really organized a lot of the community effort around here. On my end, it's just very rewarding to help spread these efforts to other communities. I've been in contact with Burlington, Vermont. We're working closely with them to help sort of set up an effort up there. Just a lot of hospitals across Massachusetts as well. So it's, it's been rewarding to help not only on just a local community scale, but so far up through New England. And we've had people reach out from all over the place, all over the country, up, up in Canada as well. So it's, just, it's rewarding to see a lot of people come together in such a terrible time. Yeah. So what are your parents saying now? (laughs) (laughs) They're a little busy at the moment with their other stuff, but they're definitely really proud of us. They keep saying it. They have colleagues that are sending their their emails, you know, thanking us for what we're doing. So they're forwarding this on to us. So they're definitely very proud. Fantastic. Well, I'm sure they are proud and we're all proud of you too. And on behalf of the community, I just want to say thank you. And thank you for helping make the lives of so many other people better by the work that you're doing. And I want to wish you good luck. GoFundMe page, Masks for Massachusetts, right? Yeah, you got it. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Good luck. Thanks Thanks for having us. And now it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you two gentlemen who have found a way to help by offering free financial guidance to individuals and small business owners in need during this time of uncertainty. From Northwestern Mutual, please say hello to Martin Conley, and Jason Seabell. Guys, thanks so much for being here today. I really, really appreciate it. And Martin, I'm gonna start with you. How did you even come up with this idea to offer this kind of a service? I was talking with my mentor and we were brainstorming, how can we leverage our experience and our expertise to have an impact in the community? And he actually came up with the idea to offer this service to individuals out there. The reality is that there's a lot of Americans that are in need right now, and we can help in a unique way by offering the knowledge that we have in our service and our time. And exactly, if you can, give me some idea of the the kinds of assistance and guidance that you're able to help people with right now. We can do really foundational work, guidance with them, helping them understand budgeting, right? People are worried about losing their job, losing their income, pay cuts, 
um, helping them understand insurance benefits, health insurance, life insurance, disability insurance, helping them maximize the opportunity on the offensive side on investments, stock market dips mean that stocks are on sale. So there's opportunities there as well. So really both on the offensive and the defensive side of the ball list. And it sounds like this has been received very well by your team. I mean, yes, the idea came from your mentor, but then you shared it with your team. Mm-hmm. How many are participating right now? Are you aware of how many? Oh my gosh. I've had no less than a dozen people respond to my emails and my social media posts. Jason can speak to tremendous receptivity in his community. So I feel like we've had a real multiplying effect here in, in Massachusetts and beyond. That's just awesome. That's just so important. Well, as you mentioned, Jason is one of the people who is participating in this project, which is so amazing. Jason, how's it going so far? It's been incredible. And I think my favorite part of these conversations is in 100% of them, these people that I'm speaking with for the first time, regardless of their situation, have all said one thing in common, and that is, I don't want to take up any more of your time than I need to because I'm sure there are people out there who are more needing this than I am, that are more deserving of this than I am. And I have been able to say, actually, no, our office has a philosophy, and that is everyone deserves a quality financial plan. There shouldn't be a barrier to getting one. It shouldn't be how much you owe, how much you own, how much you make. It should be that you want to be responsible and you want to take care of your your family's finances. So when every single person is showing that level of humility and trying to make sure that they're not monopolizing our time so that somebody else who's in a more dire strait can have this resource, it only makes me want to do this more. (laughs) I have meetings on Saturday and Sunday. I will have done meetings every single day this week with people. I did four yesterday, which is a little bit more than I had bargained for in terms of time, but people are really hurting. And if we can help, why would we not do that? And speaking of time, I know that you're allocating 90 minutes to each person who calls. And you came up with that time frame for this free consulting because that was your commute time, which you are not commuting anymore. Brilliant. Martin, I actually think it was your idea. um, And I was just piggybacking on it. But the idea is very simple. I'm not on the train. And I should use that time to help other people. That is just totally in line with the values of our organization. And we're trying to help our communities. People are in need. Now, besides this kind of work, I know that you're staying connected to your community, Jason, in many different ways. In fact, you did a virtual cocktail party. And I guess that's had a domino effect as well. It has. I've been very flattered, in fact, the people in my community who int- attended my first virtual cocktail party have all reached out since to say, when are we doing that again? We miss everybody. And, and so what we, what we did on the first one is I sent out a message that was very clear. Men, I need you to shave. Please, everyone shower. Put on something nice. You don't have to wear nice pants. It could just be the top. But pour yourself a drink. Set up your computer in your living room, your dining room, your kitchen. And let's behave as if it was the old normal and we were all out on a Saturday night together. Some people were initially very receptive to it. Others were a little skittish. They came anyway. 
And now everyone wants to do it again. And it was so successful when I did the first one that I ended up reaching out to all of the guys in my college acapella group. The other day, we met with 19 people across the United States. I'm organizing a similar event with my boarding school. I went to the Cambridge School in Weston, Mass. People have such a yearning for social connectivity right now. I want to honor the idea that anyone is actually socially distancing by providing them an outlet to be connected to people who matter to them. Again, that's, that's who we are. That's who Martin and I are. Martin, what has this experience been like for you, whether it's the consulting that you're doing for free for people, or have you also had these virtual cocktail events? <laughs> I, I have, I have. I'm not as gregarious as Jason, so <laughs> I haven't had as many of those in our house. What I'm feeling, Liz, is really a sense of community, a sense of service. I, I spoke on Saturday with a single mom of three who's working three jobs to make ends meet. At the end of the call, she was so thankful. And I said, no, thank you for the opportunity to, to speak with you, to learn from you. You gave me much more than I gave you because I felt so uplifted after that phone call. It, it just made me understand that this is what we're doing here. It's good work. It's beneficial for them, but it's also really beneficial for us. I mean, the obvious concerns, Martin, are the losing of the jobs and the paying the bills and budgeting and everything else. Is there a concern that's come to your attention that surprised you in all of this so far? I think the theme is people are concerned about the future of the economy because of, of just the uncertainty of how long this virus is going to be around. So it's really about a sense of, of time, right? When are things going to get back to normal? I think that's the question on most people's heads. Those of us who make less, who aren't in the top 1%, they're vulnerable. And I think they feel that today. I want to ask this of both of you, but I'm going to start with you, Martin. I know that you're, you're both on LinkedIn, but how can people get in touch with you specifically, Martin? And then Jason, I'll give you that chance as well. Martin, how can people get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. So they can email me. Uh, my email is martin.connolly at nm.com, or they can reach out to me on social media, really on any platform whatsoever. And we'll find a time, we'll carve out time for them via video conference. Terrific. And Jason, how can people get in touch with you? I know that I reached out to you via LinkedIn, and that's how I found you because once I heard about you guys doing this. So it's very easy to reach me because I have an uncommon last name, but my email is jason, J-S-O-N dot C-B-E-L-L, S-E-B-E-L-L at N-M dot com. Just know that whatever the hour of the day is, you're welcome to reach out. And if I'm awake, I will be responding. Um, Wonderful. Really happy to help. Jason and Martin, I, I, this is such an extraordinary story, and I'm so thankful for your time today to share the great work that you're doing, and you are really helping people in a way that's going to help them live their best life in all this uncertainty and all these challenges that we face, and we don't know right now how long this is going to last. So thank you both very, very much. I'm sure you're going to be hearing from people. If there was one message we'd want to give, it's that we're going to be okay. As a people, we're going to get through this. We do really well with adversity. We're just going to figure out what the new normal is. Martin, a final thought? Thank you, Liz. Thank you for allowing us to amplify this message. We really appreciate it. Well, I thank both of you. And I have to say this to everybody. We can each do something to make a difference. And we just have to think out of the box maybe a little bit to whether it's offering our services or donating money or goods or 
even staying at home right now is what's making a difference in the world. If any of you listening know someone who's doing something unique and special, like Jason and Martin and the Rosenblatt's who I introduced you to earlier, I'd love to hear about it. Simply go to info at lizbruner.com. We are in this together. Thanks so much for listening in. And until next time, be well. This podcast is brought to you in part by Fast Twitch Media, helping people tell their stories and giving them worldwide reach. The future is in the cloud and Fast Twitch Media can take you there. Be your best digital self. Check out fasttwitchmedia.space.